The following is a presentation of Real Racing USA. special edition of Inside Florida Racing. I'm Rick Angies. Jack Smith here. All right, Jack, we've got some special guests here. We're in Wildwood, Florida with Alan Bruins and Wayne and Dick Anderson, and we're here to talk about the new late model series hitting the hitting the tracks here in uh, 2010. Quite the place, too. This is a race shop. This is a real race shop, buddy. This is, yeah. this is one of the top-notch race facilities I've ever been to. I mean, this is this is nice here. Um, Cars, championship trophies, plaques, plaques everywhere, trophies everywhere, and I, I mean some high quality trophies too, buddy. Uh, we this new series that's coming up, Jack. You know we've seen a lot of stuff come and go here in in the years that we've been doing this in Florida, and uh, this seems really exciting. Yeah, you know, and it's probably it's about time. Um, we need uh, the, the state of Florida definitely needs a. Uh, a solid late model touring series you know yeah, it's, I mean, it's, uh, it's been it's lacking time. it's been lacking for several years i mean several people have uh stuck their hand in it tried to do several things and it's just it just never seemed to go anywhere but uh with these guys it seems like excitement is the name of the game for this one and uh you know as we'll find out we'll find out more about how this whole operation is going to work and but you know it's probably a good year for it last year probably wouldn't have been a good year because the economy was it's just horrible, and with uh, things coming back and, and picking up, this is probably a pretty good time to, to put this thing together. Yeah, and we've gone over a little bit with these guys about what this series is going to do and uh, how it's going to help the drivers, but also help the racetracks itself, which the racetracks really need a lot of help in what they're doing because the, the economy has uh, you know, cost car counts, has cost right. fan counts. And it's really tough right now to run a racetrack. Well, as we all know, a good, solid late model touring series will bring the fans out. We'll put people in the seats, sell hot dogs and hamburgers. All right. There ain't no doubt about that. No doubt about it. Okay, right now we got with us, we got Wayne and Dick Anderson, Alan Bruins. How you guys doing tonight? Doing real good, Rick. Thank I'm you. I'm doing great. Dick, you've been in this game longer than longer than anybody I know anyway, personally. Long, longer than we like to Watch talk yourself, about. Watch yourself, Rick. Watch yourself. <laughs> Tell us a little bit, just give us a little bit of, of the whys of, of starting this thing now. Well, somebody had to do something, you know, and uh, I'm not going to take much credit for it. It was all uh, Wayne's idea, and he said, uh, you know, Dad, hey, I ain't got no places to race anymore. And I said, well, you know what? I got these kids I'm helping, and, you know, if uh, if they don't have a place to race, I'm going to be out of work. So, uh, you know, I wasn't really for it at the beginning, and then uh, we kept waiting for somebody to do something, and nobody uh, would do anything. And uh alan bronze myself wayne we're the last people wanted to be involved with us with a series you know but we needed one real bad we're racers and uh and uh you know we we couldn't sit on our hands any longer and wait for somebody else to do something so if you look at uh, uh florida racing i mean uh, uh honestly here in the last two three years it's been in a toilet and just getting worse and worse we got tracks closing down and uh wayne come up with a concept that he showed me that really surprised me a little bit it was so good for the 
it was so good for the track owners and the racetracks and all. And uh, the way it was good for us was, hey, it gives Wayne a place to race. It gives me uh, uh, cars out there racing that I can work on and kids I can help. And and we all needed, you know, we all needed this. Uh, the engine builders uh, needed to sell engines and rebuild engines. The parts people needed to sell parts. We were all going down the tubes. So uh, uh, I think Wayne did a hell of a job, the concept he came up with, and, appa and, and, and apparently he did because every single track owner we went to looked at the concept and, concept and said, I'll take as many dates as you'll give me. So it's something that's, it's something that's going to be good for everybody. Well, well Rick, I wanted, I wanted to approach this a whole lot different than it had been approached in the past. And what we've done is we sat down, and it hit me when I was out at Citrus County Speedway for a re regular show. They had them um, – modified minis or mini cups or something mini cup cars, and i yeah. got talking to the promoter there um uh don creedy and and he was telling me because yeah i pay them by the car so i got to thinking about that during the week that conversation i had with him and thought well, what if we got paid us late model racers by the car and, and structure a purse that's based on car count so i tried putting numbers together and it, it, it took me about a week to come up with some numbers to work out but what we did is we approached the tracks as paying us per car and basing a purse off of a 24-car field. Right. And uh, so what we did was we broke it down in three, three segments. In other words, from 0 to 14, 15 to 20, and 21 to 24. And so the way we've done it with the tracks is they pay us per car, and they know when we come in how many cars are there. That's what, that, what that track is going to be required to pay, but no more than a, a field of 24 cars. So the way we broke that down with them and, and, uh, and worked the sponsorships, we actually went into the track giving them money instead of them having to pay for a series to come right. in. Explain that a little bit now because you've got an entry fee for the drivers and well, stuff. Well, let me start off by saying this series, this, this fast series that was formed by Alan Bruns, my dad, and myself, this is a non-profit series. We're not in this to make any money. So that's what really helps the racer and helps the racetracks. Mm -hmm. We're not we're not trying to add something to, to make somebody pay for something for us to draw something out of. So we approach this to the tracks as like, hey, listen, if we go out and get a sponsor for the race, how about we give you half of that money? How about if we come in and try to buy some grandstand tickets and us as racers try to sell them amongst us, help you, you know, help the promoter sell some mm -hmm. tickets. So we approach it by two or three different ways of where the series comes in and pays the track to be there instead of them paying us. Right, which is a total opposite of, of a, it's ever been. It's I, a new concept, I basically. Felt, I felt like we raised the bar for tracks. Asphalt, anyway. Right. Yes, anyway. and we, we can only hope as asphalt racers that we can bring some of the cars to the tracks like the dirt cars do. Mm -hmm. I mean, I did a little bit of dirt track racing about a year ago, just barely got my feet wet in it. But I just could not believe the amount of people and the amount of cars that would come out to an event like at Ocala Speedway, Volusia Speedway Park. Unbelievable. So yeah. if we can just bring some of that concept and try to bring a whole different approach to asphalt racing, that it, not, not only is it going to be good for us, the racers, as me as a racer, uh, for the promoters, for motor builders like my dad said, for part sales, uh, people that work on chassis, it's just good for everyone. Just a full it? circle. It's mm. a big circle, a and that's, circle. What, that's what we need is mm. uh, like a little stimulus package. Rick, think about this, and this is hard to accomplish. I mean, I'm, I, I, can't, I can't believe it's there right in front of us, but the, we're, we're coming up with a thing where the, where the racetrack can't hardly lose. I mean, it's, it's almost a, 
the racetrack cannot hardly possibly lose money, and yet we're saving the racers money. They're going to come in there with cheaper entry fees and all kind of ways for the racers to save money. So it's a win-win situation. And it's a win situation for the fans, too, because what you're bringing in is you're bringing a traveling late model series, but go back to the old Florida pros and, and back to that day. It was an event at every racetrack when that series would come in, and people followed them. You know, mm-hmm. they followed from all over the state to there. So there's another win for the racetrack. You've right. got admission at the gate, concessions, the whole deal. Right. Well, we can't expect fans to come out and support these racetracks when we don't have race cars out there for them to come see a good race. Right. So, you know, for on the fan side of things, we need as racers to band together, come and support these racetracks, bring the people around us, and, and and that that if you can if we can do that, that brings fans to come and say, man, if we can see if we can see a, a 20, 30, 35 car field of cars, people trying to qualify just to make the show, people will come and see that, and they want to see that. So if we can if we can if we can do that if we can work the what I call the pit side, if we can if we can enlarge that, that only increases the grandstand Absolutely. side. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. And, and and listen, none of these track promoters, they haven't you know. Everybody, you know, they want to blame. Some, there's always somebody wanting to cast blame. There's really no blame for the promoter. They're doing the best they can with what they have to offer. But we, we have to partner up with them as racers. Mm-hmm. And that's the approach we've taken is we're a partner with that racetrack. And, and I think with that approach, we're not going in there telling them they've done anything wrong and, and they're not trying to tell us how to run racing. They just want us to bring cars. And if we can bring cars, that's going to bring, bring butts in the seat. Let's touch a little bit on, on bringing the cars now, how, how you've equalized. Because we know there's not a lot of cars out there back, like back in the day when Dickie raced in, in the early stages of your racing. How you've equalized it between the late models, the super late models, the limiteds, the crates, and all that. Right. Well, I'll tell you what. When this, when, when this thing uh, started trying to equalize those series, I don't know, I guess it was three years ago or something. I went to a race at Lakeland, and uh, I can't remember. I think it was CRA that did it. Or somebody, but I said, man, that'll never work. They're out of their minds. Well, let me tell you what, they sure proved me wrong because they worked on it and, you know, worked with the weights, worked with the carburation and all. And uh, uh, myself and Wayne went and ran the first race last year for ASA Southeast. And we both left there, you know, you know, like, wow, man, I can't believe, you know, they, they really, really got these rules, you know, to where everybody's competitive. I mean, one minute uh, uh, an ASA car will be up front, next minute a limited late model, next minute a super late model. And, I, and I'm telling you, they did, uh, you know, I, I wish we could take credit for it, but we can't. Well, but somebody did a hell of a job. Well, I'm they had you. a race earlier this year at New Smyrna, a combined race. And I think uh, the first night, I think they had 22 cars, and the second night they had 28 cars at, at New Smyrna and put on a whale of a show. And I think a crate motor almost won the race against the super late model. So uh, on Saturday night, I think Friday night a limited late model won. I, but the whole thing is, 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 you know, me as a racer, last thing I wanted to do was detune my super late model to, to, to combine the series. But when you go to racetracks and you're seeing 12 to 18 car fields tops, what do we need to do to bring these cars in? So if you look at the limited division, you look at the supers, and you look at the crates, you thought, man, if we can combine them, boy, what, what would we have here? And I think that's the approach that we're taking. And uh, it's, you know, it's time for the race racers to understand if we're going to get racing healthy again, we've all got to compromise. And, and, you know, it's really sad because we keep hearing I, 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 me, me, me. Uh, I don't want to put a tuberella on my car. We're, me and Wayne don't either. 
but we've all, if we're going to help these racetracks get healthy again, so we'll have places to race, we're all going to have to compromise. I mean, the, the limiteds, you know, six or eight cars, the super six or eight cars, the ASA car six or eight. Hey, let's put them all together and let's all compromise here and work together for the racetrack and for racing instead of just uh, 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 hitting everybody for what's good for me. Well, what's going to, what am I going to gain? What am I going to benefit? But you know something, Dad, listening to you talk there, and Rick, uh, you may have been at the first Southeast ASA race that, uh, that Bradenton had, the Soto Speedway had. I actually won that race in my dad's car. But I, I traveled for about, I don't know, eight, ten years with the All-Pro Series. We went to that ASA race, and I told my dad when we left there, I said, you know, I felt like I was kind of the surroundings made me feel like I was back at an All-Pro race. Right. Well, they had a great Friday night. They had a, We went to Hooters. They had a little show. You know, they put cars on display. It just had a real racing theme the whole weekend. That's what we want to take and put on with the series. We've t- uh, I'm going to let Alan talk a little bit about it, but – what we've done is we took Friday night, and we're going to have a practice night at every track. And, and, and I think that's, as a promoter, I want people to test all week long. I want, to use, I want them to use my facility so I can make money. But at the same time, when we look at the little racer, the, the little guy that, that can't afford to go rent the racetracks, boy, this Friday night's perfect. We're going to do a Friday night from, from 5 to 9. Uh, it's going to be sponsored by a, uh, Sonny's Barbecue. It's going to put on a uh, get barbecue at the end of the night. But... I, we like that theme and having fun and, and having a few beers and, and everybody kind of having a little bit of a family atmosphere. That's what these tracks and all three of us are wanting to do is have a little bit of a, a racing theme and a little atmosphere on Friday night. And, um, and not, not, not only that, on these, Friday, these Friday nights, we're, with the economy, we're trying to find out a way to save these car owners and racers money. Well, I, all I know is the people I uh, have been associated with the last few years, we load up on Friday night and go to Hooters or go to Applebee's or somewhere, my, my car owner gets stuck with three, $400 food bill, you right, know. Right. Next thing you know, somebody has a few too many drinks and get a DUI on the way to the motel. But we're trying to keep it in-house where everybody can come Friday night for, I think it's 15 bucks a head. You get to test your car. You get fed. Uh, we're going to try our best to have live entertainment. I mean, to where everybody can, uh, like Wayne says, a family-type atmosphere where everybody can come Friday night and have fun. And guess what? On top of that, we help make the uh, track owner a little money again. There you go. You know, two of of the best series that have been in Florida in the last 10 years, uh, the modified uh, series that was being run by Margie Nanny uh, for a couple of years, they had that kind of atmosphere they were able to create, and that was a big part of the success. And also Todd Hutto did that with his mini stock series, and, and so well, it sounds us, like you're on the right track. Yeah, you know, that's that's Supers, that was the uh, Florida Pro Series but, and the Sunbelt Series. We've lost them. Right. And, and it, we just felt like my dad told me, he says, Wayne, I think it's prime time for a series. Mm-hmm. What, and, uh, what are some of the other ways that, that – uh, you know, obviously saving the, the racers money and, and making racing more affordable for these guys, the teams, the owners, and everybody is a very important thing. What are some of the other ways in which this series is designed to save uh, money for the drivers? Wayne's, you know, Wayne's one that's uh, best versed on that, but he's come up with uh, uh, just surprised me all the ways he come up to save the racer money when when you go to one of these races. Well, one of the first things we did was um, we. When I go to racetrack, first thing they want is is uh, is for me to give them a receipt for 10, 10 gallons of gas. Well, when I go to the racetrack, I'm gonna buy the fuel anyway. Just don't tell me I have to buy it. So in our series, you don't have to buy fuel. Buy fuel. If you're a member to our series, 
the memberships of uh, the price of racing has been like a hundred dollar entry fee to a hundred and fifty dollar entry fee. Um, our our membership is seventy five dollars a race, a hundred to a non member for every race. If you're a member and you pull in these parking slabs and the tracks now, which I don't agree with, have been charging you to park. Well, you show them your membership card, and there's no fee for that. It's not it's not a lot, guys, but not it's only just that, a little bit. Not only that, they don't have to buy four tires. I think that's big for a lot of these little guys. You know, all the other series, you know, you had to you had to buy fuel. You had to buy tires. Well, guess what? You don't have to. It, that, that, let, now, let's touch on that, because tires have always, in late model racing, tires have always been an issue with the series. You well, had to buy them. You had to buy them from them. Well, the racetracks, our series is going to be where the racetracks sell their own tire. But you, you'd have to be on, in other words, you can't come to our racetrack on Hoosiers where we run, where the track runs American Racers. But you'd have to buy them then. But if you if you got four tires and you went out to qualify and uh, say you, you did make the race, you ran two laps and you blew a motor, well, you can run them same tires at the next race. We're not going to tell you you have to go buy four more tires. But we've made it also to where the most tires you can buy per weekend is eight tires. Also, the racetracks have, have told us that they, 10 days prior to an event, that they will not sell any tires. They will, you can, they'll take orders for tires and mark your name on them and your sizes, but they won't sell tires. So nobody can come in and buy 24 at a time and take all the good sizes and the best selection. So we've tried to work that from the uh, from the guys that work a regular 40-hour week where people like me can go to the track and pick up my tires. We're trying to stop that to where it's an equal playing field for for the guy that works a 40-hour job. That's it. And and then and then again, it goes back to the track selling the tires. You know, that, that's another advantage for the racetrack. Um, you know, you get a, a sponsor, they get half that money. They keep the entry fee, right? Am I right about that? Yes. So I mean, I mean, it's a win-win situation for a racetrack. I don't think it. I, I can't recall a series like this ever coming in, Jack, and and having that much advantage to the racetrack itself. Well, a lot of times, as you know, many of the promoters that start series, there, um, there's always a bottom line profit that they're trying to make as as a promoter of the series, and you know, we've we've always been opposed to that because, mm. you know, if, if you're gonna you're not going to make it off the racetrack. You need to make get it off the sponsorship if you're going to do it. But the bottom line is what these guys are saying they're doing is it's not profit motive. And It's just because well, you guys want to race. That, yeah. just, that, 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 that just frees up money to go back into the track owner uh, again, money that we don't have to make that the promoter did. Right. Go ahead, Alan. With us not putting the money in our pockets, that's exactly right. Track, the track owners, promoters, whichever they may be, benefit from the package. Um, we go back to the tire deal. We've also got every race we're going to give away four tires. So, uh, going from the from the tire companies, they wanted to jump on board, uh, give away tires. Uh, we haven't fully established how we're going to give those away. Try to give them the lower end people uh, a chance and a better chance than the race winner every week to to benefit from the from contingencies and stuff. So that that again helps the small guy. We hope. Uh, you know, in the on your website, uh, there's a little bit about the rookie, the the stuff for the rookie, and uh, tell us a little bit about that, Alan. Yeah, we're the uh, future racing is the younger guys. I mean, some of us have gray hair here, you know, and we can't keep doing this forever. So, the rookie program is going to be big. 
Steve Doerr, race car engineering, has come on board. He's going to sponsor the thing. And we'll have Steve on later on in the show. Right. And uh, thank him for the help tremendously. He uh, He's going to do a, uh, a gift certificate, pay award at every race. We're going to have the, the top rookie that finishes each race gets to go out on the uh, front stretch with the uh, uh, race winner, get their pictures taken, just like they – we're a race winner because they are. Yeah, Alan. Yeah, because you know how it's been uh, the last few few years has been first, second, third on the front straightaway. In our series, it's going to be the winner of the race and the rookie of the race will be on the front straightaway. So we'll physically have two races going on right. at once. A, a race, race within, within a race. race. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's the idea. Because realistically, if a guy's been racing one or two years and and and, and he's going to be racing against uh, Jeff Shikats and Wayne Andersons, you know, I mean, he's going to have a tough time. So, so uh, we're, we're trying to make it where the rookies are kind of racing against uh, the other rookies in this race, and they're going to, you know, they're going to get a lot of attention for it and all. Not, not only has Steve stepped up for rookie of the race, but uh, at the end of the year, he's going to give a thousand dollars award for the rookie, the champion rookie of the year, which had a banquet. Which you know, we're working on that. Which we'll put that together, with, with no doubt. So. How do well, we determine who a rookie is? Let's let's clarify that well you, you can't be an old guy like me <laughs> <laughs> I, I i won one at 54 here a couple years ago yeah no more than 22 years of age uh, to start the season which that gives all the young guys uh, a, a, you know in case they hadn't didn't get to start when they were 14 or 15 they still can start off at a, at a pretty young age and still still have a yeah. chance at it what? we also you can't be a past track champion in the late model series or a series champion. Uh, that means, you know, if, if a guy won a series somewhere else or a track championship, he's not really a rookie. So we're looking out for the guys who are just starting off. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're trying to limit it, and we will, to uh, no more than five races per year mm -hmm. in a series. Uh, so if, if you get through five races, you know, and, and it's time to stop. Step and, up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, or 10 total series races, okay. you know, because you don't want the guy to come back five years in a row trying to be rookie of the year either. What about the guy who's um, 25 or 26? He's been racing street stocks or something and he moves up. Is that... He can't do it. No. Yeah. Can't do it. Gotta, keep, gotta keep the kids racing the kids. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's, that's the whole idea. So he couldn't be a rookie in the series or run? No, no. Okay, the, that's where you. the 22 years of age kind of... Okay. By then we figure that it'll be time. You know, Jack, you all touched on something about, you know, you know my dad said something about uh, a rookie beating me. Well, that's another thing about this series I've gotten a lot of flack over is the simple fact of me racing in this series. Well, I race for a living. I don't make no profit off of this series. We formed this so I had a place to race. That's I'm going to race every race just like Alan Bruns. Alan Bruns is going to be at every race. I, I, I helped form this series – so I had a place to race. So my sponsor had somewhere to go. I didn't form this to not make a dime and then tell me I got to stay home too. <laughs> so that that that's you know I want to clarify that a little bit. I will you know I will have three to four cars at every single one of our races. You know it's a very very important thing. I, I really just hit me with uh, the having a strong rookie program is really important because you know I'm, I manage a lot of websites for and do media for traveling series over the year, years. And one of the things I see is that a lot of times they, they don't even have, a, they're not able to have a rookie of the year 
because there's like only one rookie in the whole field. Right, you know what I mean? There is no uh, influx. And if you don't have a, uh, like especially we noticed in the sprint car, a couple of the sprint car series, no rookies or no like rookie. one, no. you know. And, and if you don't have that um, uh, young rookie crowd coming in every year, the series can't grow and expand or maintain itself because we all become old like the rest of us. Well, well just just like, you know, my race shop here, Wayne Anderson Racing, I'm going to be bringing four cars to every racetrack, and three of them are going to be rookies. You know, so, I mean, the, the, I believe it, and my dad, I think. I'll be bringing at least one of the, probably a couple of rookies. You know, we got the, uh, this, this is really important to us for this series. Yeah. Uh, for, for this, this that's what you've been doing over yeah. the last several years is helping a lot of younger drivers. Right. What, what I want to go back on, though, what Wayne was talking about, about him racing in the series, you having cars in the mm -hmm. series, Alan having cars mm -hmm. in the series. What we had talked about earlier is on Friday, you step away from the series. You have right. nothing to do with the I series. I was just going to bring that up, Rick. You know, it's, uh, a lot of people got this concept of, well, how can Wayne be racing and then be calling the shots, too? But from the time we walk on that track Friday morning until the time we leave Saturday night, we have absolutely, Alan, Wayne, myself, have nothing to do with running the series. But, you know, we're the backbone of the series during the week. You know, the race calls, you know, we think we've got, uh, we've put good people in place to run this uh series you know uh, and and i'm telling you that we we really don't even want, want them even associating asking us questions anything during these race events it, it's strictly going to be run by the people we put in place and we have absolutely nothing to say about the decisions until tuesday morning it's, we're going to have meetings on tuesdays to go over and with and the with the promoters with the promoters other tracks to to figure out what we did right what we did wrong and we think we're going to do a whole lot more right than wrong uh, so the meetings can be short <laughs> but, and, uh, and, and also, this is going to be an open door policy. Anybody that wants to see, you know, what this what this is all about and how it's run. Hey, come to one of the come to one of the meetings on Tuesday. You're welcome. And the whole thing is is basically open door anyway. Yes. Right. You know. And and the other thing that you said that's going to eliminate a lot of that is is the track personnel are basically going to be running the race except for your race director. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Our series. Our 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 whole thing is you know, with the series is you'll go to their pay window. You'll you'll deal. We, we'll have three or four, maybe five officials at the most that we take to each racetrack, and that'll be a you know a tour director, a tech director, and helpers, and maybe score and that kind of thing. But but we use their people. That's there's this is like I say. There's no there's no money in this series. It's nonprofit. We have to use what's in place at their track. So that's what you know. That's the whole the ultimate goal. All right, let's take a quick break, and uh, we'll be back with some more questions here about the series. There's a lot more to cover. We'll be right back.
Carnac.com, your online racing community since 1997. Carnac.com is racing classifieds, racing photos, racing news, lively racing message boards, chat rooms, multimedia, and so much more. And if your race team or racing business needs a website or your website needs a fire lit under it, look no further than Carnac.com. From affordable web hosting to fancy flash animation, Carnac gets it done. Inside Florida Racing. All right, Rick, we're back here at uh, Anderson Race Shop with uh, Dick Anderson, Wayne Anderson, Alan Bruins, talking about the new... Uh, late model series, super late model series, late model series in general that's coming to Florida in 2010. One thing we didn't touch on there, what are we calling this thing? Well, it's going to be the Sunoco Florida All-Stars Tour. Sunoco has uh, stepped up to the plate, Rick Williams from uh, Southern Racing Fuels, and they're going to be our title sponsor uh, to take us uh, from start to finish. And, and you know, that, that makes me feel good because... As a young kid growing up, I used to go to the all-pro races with my dad, like in the early 80s. And Rick Williams was actually a, a crew member on a race car back then, so I've known Rick forever. So um, I've been a loyal customer of his for a long time with Sunoco. And, uh, you know, it just it just really made me feel good that him and the Sunoco stepped up to the plate for us. So it's, so it's the Sunoco Fast Late Model Series? And yes. what does Fast stand for? Fl- Florida All-Stars Tour. Hmm. Okay, go ahead, Rick. Alan, who's some of the, now you got a lot of people starting to jump on board on this thing because, it, I mean, it is garnering a lot of excitement. Who, who are some of the sponsors coming up board? Well, we mentioned already uh, Race Car Engineering, Steve, uh, Discount uh, Propane, Danny Allen, Sonny's Barbecue right here in uh, Wayne's Work. Yeah, that's Hardin, Ken Kirkpatrick. And uh, they're going to be at every race. Uh, Brunzink General Contractors and uh, Force 5. Uh, environmental and windows we're going to try to do a, a big thing for the Clyde Hart race mm-hmm. in the middle of the uh, s- season uh, again solar first has stepped up plate Danny Elm mm-hmm. so uh, and airframe 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 is going to sponsor we've been really fortunate you know this this early putting this together to have so many sponsors and people working with there's us. a lot of potentials a lot of people are, have like verbally committed but uh, as far as mm-hmm. on paper, I think we got half of them sponsored right now. Mm-hmm. So well, if anybody's interested, we we will entertain uh, okay. you know, okay. bids okay. and well, whatever. Okay. How do they get? A, how how do people get a hold of you if they, if they want to be part of this? Uh, we have a website up. Uh, it's uh, FloridaAllStarsTour.com. Uh, they can go on that and find anything. We've got 
uh, send us emails, whatever. Uh, addresses are on there. Um, I think contact information is on there, Contact, too. yes, mm -hmm. it is. <clears throat> you can go on. Uh, we have the uh, membership forms to sign up and for the drivers, car owners. Um, and any sponsor, just contact us through the website or the phone numbers are on there. Contact. We'll be glad to get with you and uh, work out any kind of details. We need uh, associate sponsors as well for... Not, if they don't want to be a title sponsor for a race, uh, looking for you know, presented by type sponsors. That, web, that website's www.floridaallstarstour, that's all one word, dot com. Okay. okay. And it's, a, it's a good looking website. Been putting together we, good. There's a great article on there. Who was the gentleman you said wrote did. that article? Uh, Jerry Hayford. Yeah. From uh, Village Racing. Yeah. Uh, does a great Club. job for us. He's, uh, he's put the whole thing together. We need to thank him tremendously for doing that. Rick, and, uh, let's talk motors. Well, you know, we had a, a, a show one time, um, and Wayne called in. A few times. Yeah, well, Wayne, called, Wayne started the whole thing, though. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it was about motors, and, yep. you know, and you, and you laid it on the line about motors. Let's get to the motor deal of this. Well, what we've done is you got to understand that the um, – uh, the former series we had, uh, Sunbelt Series, is now is now defunct. The the man that was running it is no longer around. So what we've done with the fast tour here is restructured the Florida spec engine program, and we've taken a look at. I think there's, um, I, I want to say there's like 125 spec motors out there now between the limited late models and super late right. models, and we've got we've got uh, one engine builder that's built 114 of them. And then we've had, I think, one engine builder that's built, I don't know, six or seven, eight. And we've had one build two or three or four. So what we've done is we just felt like there was, it was time for a change to just change that up a little bit. And what we've done is we dropped one engine builder and we added um, uh, Byron Corey from Corey Engines. And he was the uh, nine time, I think nine years in a row, he was the dirt late model engine builder of the year. And, and just so happens to be that he's right here in Deland, 15 minutes from New Samara Speedway. He's less than an hour from Citrus, very centrally located. And we went over there, and uh, I don't know if, you, if you've been on our website, you can click over to his, uh, it, it goes over to his, his website. What an awesome facility yeah, he has. It's very, awesome very ride. awesome facility. And, and I've known Byron since I was, uh, uh, just started racing, and uh, he mm -hmm. built my engines for my dad. Hell, it's been mm -hmm. 20 years ago now. But um, went back over there, and uh, I just think he just does one whale of a job, and he's uh, very professional, mm -hmm. and I think it, I think he'll uh, will add a lot to our series and to the engine program. So the, that's one of the that's one reason why we changed up what we the, did. The the people that come up with this original concept did one hell of a job. I mean, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, it's it's it just like me. I couldn't. I, my car was sitting. I couldn't. When they come up with this concept. It brought me back into racing because I could afford an engine again, and I'm sure there's a lot just like me. So, you know, I mean, uh, we've got to give them credit for what they came up with, and we don't want we don't want to do away with that by any means, you know. No, I think but every now and then it does need fine tuned. Well, right? I think that's the biggest thing, Dad. That we we wanted we want our series to actually be right around the spec engine program. I mean, I think a limited motors eleven thousand. I think a, a super motors like seventeen thousand. We want to keep our series around that. We don't want we don't want people going out and spending thirty thirty five thousand dollars for a motor. Which is we what which you was, was that's right. why it's taking uh -huh. place. Mm -hmm. That's why the car count was dropping. But there's a lot of people that out there right now still have some of them engines back prior to the spec. 
we want them, if they're sitting on the floor, we want them to be able to put them in their car, come to our race, and yet be competitive. So that's why we have used the chassis dyno that, that a lot of people have heard about. And we want to make it where people that run out here at Citrus County, they used to run uh, you know, a, a smaller uh, steelhead engine. We want them to be competitive. So we looked at it as, as a group here. We've looked at it and did a lot of extensive um, testing on the, on the chassis dyno to try to form this and make it where everybody's competitive. The spec engine, a 9-to-1 engine, a steel head, a limited, the old Goodyear Challenge limited, and a crate motor. So I, I think we've done a lot of work, and I think, it's, I think what we've done is going gonna, is gonna to make it good for everyone. I'm sure it's going to have to have fine-tuning. I mean, Everything no does. Hey, what's, 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 what's great, any, oh, any car sitting out there right now can fit in somewhere and be competitive. I mean, you know, so uh, we're not trying to ruin a good thing here. We're just trying to make it a little better. So when you get on these some of the smaller tracks like Auburndale, Citrus, it really doesn't matter, does it? No, because let me tell you something. We're taking our motors today with the four-barrel big 750s, and we're detuning them for these little tracks. The only place that really true horsepower will come into play is probably at New Smyrna Speedway right. and possibly at Lake City when we go there. Right. So if you look at 12, 12, 12 races, races it, won't, it won't even matter. Right. Three of them are the only nine. Nine are going to be where you can't use what you got, right. and three of them are going to be used with all you have. Yeah, we right. saw that a couple of years ago with the dirt dirt lake model yep. series where uh, the big motors were you know dominating at, at Golden Isles and the bigger tracks. But then we got to East Bay and a crate motor one. Yeah, right. Josh Peacock uh, took point. it. That's right. Well, well, look Perfect at this. example. Yeah. I, I want you to think about this for a minute too. Look at look at the crate late models. We've they've lost the South ASA South. That's no longer that's defunct. The the limited late models have lost their Goodyear Challenge series. That's gone. So what big races do they have? Right. They don't have it. So now us as supers, we've always had good races through the through the course of the year. But now look at these crates and these limited late models. Now all three as a group, we have great races. They got the Clyde Hart Memorial this year is going to be at New Samara is going to be a fast race. Now, now a crate's involved in, in a Clyde Hart. A limited late model has an opportunity. So everybody has an equal shot at winning the Clyde Hart Memorial, which is a, a very prestigious race right. for New Samara Speedway. So uh, that's what we wanted to add to this, too. A lot of limited late models lost their little tour. So... You know, this is to try to bring everybody and yet let them be competitive. So I'm typical of, of like a lot of fans who, who, you know, we go watch the races. We don't necessarily know what you got under your hood and wouldn't understand it if you described it for an hour. Um, mm -hmm. So when you take your car under the new, under this series and you go to New Smyrna, what difference is it on the track? Well, they've lost, we've lost about a half a second. Oh, what okay. We've what we've done, it's actually picked. The limited's up a little bit and slowed the supers down. And that's not, it's something we've argued about with a lot of people, but I don't think average you, fans Nobody will ever know that half a second. Some of the best racing. Nobody will ever know that half a second, but they'll sure know that there's 30 race cars out right, there. Right. Exactly. 12. Exactly. Some, some of the best race we have, we've had people come up to us that some of the best racing they've seen the last couple of years at New Smyrna was actually the combined race we had where I think. Uh, Tim Russell won it, but uh, by three feet, by three feet over yeah. the, over a crate late model. Right. So, I mean, that tells you right there what we're looking for, and I think I think it's just uh, that was a tip of the iceberg. 
And you know what? You know what else it's going to do is is a lot of the fans will know who's running the crates and not, right. and they'll be rooting for those guys. Right. You know, you know, you got Wayne out here and the super, the big super, and the crate guy back right. here, and, then, and all of a sudden everybody's competing at the same level. Right. And and talking about the same level now, let's go back to the chassis dyno. Um, you were telling me earlier about the people that are going to have it going to run the dyno away from here. Yeah, a lot of people. One of the one of the biggest things that I, I hear, I'm sure Alan hears, and my dad is, uh, last thing they want to do, a competitor wants to do, is bring their race car to my facility. Think that I'm gonna be the one looking at their numbers and looking at their car, which is as far away from the truth as it can be. What we've done is, I I had I had saved my money and built a, a real nice chassis dyno room, which I showed you earlier. Right. And what we what what we're gonna do with that is, if we feel like somebody's won two races in a row and when they we run to check two or three things at at tech at the track and if them don't look exactly right we're gonna bring them to the chassis dyno and so when I come here when they come here first thing they're gonna do is think oh Wayne's gonna look at my car Wayne's gonna look at my numbers well that's not so that that is that chassis dyno was bought from Landon C out of New Hampshire they called me and heard about this and they said you know Wayne to take you out of the equation what we'll do, as long as you got internet access out there, we can run that chassis dyno from our office. So we 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 know if they take if you know the timing of how long it took it from from uh, from uh, uh, forty five hundred to eight thousand RPM. We know how long there's a time in there. We know if they're playing with the gas pedal. This ain't our first time doing this, Wayne. We can do this and do this really right. And I I just look at that and I just couldn't believe that. I mean, that just shows you we're in the millennium. But that's what's going to happen. If we bring a car here, that, that is going to be run by the manufacturer of the chassis. And the series dyno. will have an independent person strapping it down on the dyno. In other, words, in other words, we will have nothing to do with it, and we won't know the numbers. They'll simply tell us either, either the thing's right or it's wrong. Right. You know, it'll come under, it'll come under the uh, hor horsepower listing that it's supposed to. So uh, that takes Wayne totally out of it. We won't even know what, how much horsepower the person had. So once again, you, you won't even really be involved in the racing end of this and series the, and, and, and the other concept that's wrong is they think that every time we race, somebody's got to come chassis. We may never use the chassis dyno, you know. The only way it'll be used is if, if when we come through tech and they put the cam doctor and, uh, and a few things to the motor. If, if, if the motor's within question, then it might have to come up here. To, we're not pulling heads and cams out. We're not going to be there at 6 o'clock in the morning pulling motors apart. We want everybody to come here and have a good time. Go through tech, 20 minutes later, be out to the other side, and everybody have a good time. The, the biggest thing that I've seen, and, and, and some of the people that, that, that I see that complain about the chassis dyno are the ones probably think that they might be wrong. We want, we want this to be a level playing field for all the racers. And what you know, we've done... If you were if if you were legal, why wouldn't you want to tell why everybody worry, that you beat them legally? Right? Yeah. Why wouldn't you want to want to prove that yeah. you just beat everybody legally? You right. know, mm -hmm. so so if anybody's got a problem with the way we're doing this, there's, to me, there's only one reason to have a problem. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. That, that they, Absolutely. They, um, how, how about bodies? Are we just going to go with the ABC body? Or well, we, we'd like them to, but we're not telling them they have to. But they can't go build their own body. But you know, the, all the tracks have now pretty much. Uh, have a referee that blue yeah, machine referee, that yeah. runs over the car that's what we're going to be basically going off of and uh we want people that have it that that have had their car sitting in their shop for the last couple of years we want them to bring that car back out and hopefully when they go to you know need a body they will put an abc body on so we can get uniform with the rest of the country as far as super late models down here 
are on ABC bodies. Don't most guys have uh, ABC? Jack, 90% of them have yeah. them, but there is there is a few that don't. I know bone, Bonehead's always complaining about that. Rob Elting's always complaining about the not wanting to have an ABC body, but most people have it, right? Most people have them, and, and, yeah. and that's and they've really they've really got them now where they got rubber fenders, rubber quarter panels. Rubber, you know, I mean, they made them pretty durable. So, I I I feel like I didn't want to be told that I had to have an ABC body, but at the same time, as long as you go through that referee, right, you, you'll be legal. Right. I want to back up just for a second, Rick, on the on the on the chassis. I know people be wondering, well, well, you know, how do I know if mine's legal or not? Well, out of all three divisions, the ASA crates and the limiteds and so, you know, we've taken like five cars out of out of each division. I mean, and five good competitive cars, and 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 put them on the chassis dyno, and we know basically where you know where they're supposed to fall. Now we're taking the best of the best out of there, and putting 15 horsepower on top of that. So now, if you go if you go out of that box, you're just uh, you're you know I've had people tell me, yeah, well, Dick, well, you know I might have a better tra a slick transmission or rear end. Well, guess what? Me and Wayne just didn't get off the turnip truck, you know. <laughs> we got pretty slick rear ends and all too. Yeah, right. So, but so we're even putting the bar even up there, you know. We're, we're taking the, the highest of the high out of these five, and then putting a the bar even above that. So it's kind of like if you if you're out of that box, there's no question you're way out of the you're, you're illegal. So yeah. don't I don't want anybody to think that we're like we're really skirting it. Close and they might be one or two horsepower above. It's not like that at all. And you know, I mean, and if things go, go right, we, that, maybe there probably won't even be a car seat chassis not all year. You know, if it happens once or twice a year, it'll probably be a big deal. But I think everybody's got the concept that every race there's somebody going to have to go to the chassis now. That's 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 the farthest thing. Uh, under what circumstances would that happen now? Exactly. Yeah, what, well, what what would well, bring that about? Well, if the car goes out there and just dominates the field and just is so far superior, he goes well, through tech and can't pass a cam doctor. If you can't can't pass a cam doctor, you're out anyway, and and if if you do pass that and and uh, you're still way out of line, if things are borderline or just within question and all, well, hey, let's let's prove it, you know, let's just and I gotcha. and, and they get paid for doing that. In other words, they come to the the, the, the series even pays them for doing. It. If they come to the if they do, have, uh, let's say, have to come and, and be dynoed, the, and and they're right, the series even pays them for but, doing it. You know, also, also talking about that just for a minute. Another team can protest that That's what I was get to, to go protest. to the chassis dyno. They yes. can, you know, another team can protest and say, I want to see your car in the chassis dyno. Ain't got nothing, might not have nothing to do with it. And your full hands. rules package and all these rules and everything's it's on the website. On the website. Right. We've, right. we've detailed it as much as we right. can detail it. And that protest has to be done before the event, before the feature event. I mean, yeah, yeah. we're not going to let somebody, you know, if somebody's going to protest, we want our protests to be done prior to the race so that person will know they're going to be protesting. And in a professional manner. Exactly. Not running up after the race hours, and screaming, you know. So it's got to be done before the green flag falls. And and and, and uh, there again, you, you know, if the person, if somebody protests you and you're illegal, you're going to make some pretty good money out of it. There you go. <laughs> yeah. and, and you know, I, and you didn't even have to pull your motor apart. <laughs> I want to mention here to you too that I, we've combined ourselves a little bit. We've united a little bit with the CRA series with R.J. Scott uh, up there and. Uh, think it's indiana indiana but yeah. they, to me i feel like they have always put on great racing they they know how to run a race probably the best and fans florida fans would but be familiar with that national short track series going right now right. florida fans would be familiar with that group because they came over the years to, to lakeland speed, to speed fest to speed fest at right. lakeland yeah. so anyway we i i've i've called him numerous times to ask numerous questions and they have all they have done is been over backwards to try to help our series in florida racing 
And so I believe right now R.J. Scott is going to be at our first race to help make sure that we get through the first race with our new tech, our tech director, our new series director. This, this, they've done this for years. Well, this is going to be our first one. So they're going to help us get through that. And we're all working towards the ultimate goal. Uh, I don't know if you've looked at it, but uh, like Snowball Derby, it's, it's kind of what they call United Alliance rules, mm -hmm. where they, they kind of, everybody kind of combine. Well, that's where the Fast Series is working towards. We're working towards getting with them to where in the next two or three years, our cars are dead legal to their cars, and we can go up, and you ain't got to change nothing. As I've talked to, that's how, well, go ahead. That's how the the whole motor thing started out. That's exactly. What we, we were talking about because we were talking about the rattler and the snowball, yes. and why we couldn't get any car of our guys into right. those races. And as as you can see, and it, now theirs come to ours. Exactly. <laughs> and you can see, I I, I think at, at that time, it had hampered speed weeks at New Smyrna a little bit. The car mm -hmm. count had fell off. So hopefully, that's all on the rebound. We're looking for 2010 this to be really good, and we, we're, we're trying. We, as as the three of us, have tried to dot all our eyes and cross all our T's and make sure that we we try to hit every avenue, every aspect of the rules, the promoting side of it. We we've tried to to put our foot on a promoter side, a track owner side. And we've tried to be on a racer side. We've tried to do it from a fan side. We're trying to do everything we can. To, to really boost racing for 2010. As, as I've talked to promoters, um, especially about late model stuff over the last five or six, seven years, the thing I hear constantly one way or the other from these guys around the country is that Florida, they paint the picture that Florida has been outside of everybody else, away from the mainstream, the rest of the country. So it sounds like what you're saying is that if things can go the way you want them to, Florida would become much more in line so that you run a race at Lake City. You could expect to get cars coming down from maybe Georgia. Well, where people you behind the scenes before. in the past have not tried to work to make that happen. They've worked against the tracks. Right. Well, exactly. And not exactly. with the tracks. Exactly. You know, and I mean, uh, that's, uh, well, we, we've, uh, we mentioned CRA. Hey, yeah, we might, we, we want to be like CRA in a sense because guess what? They're successful. They're still there. And, and that's They're what, still there. That's exactly. That's dirt racing so successful is you can go anywhere in the country with a dirt late model and race it and, and be competitive, right. you know, in 90% of the series, which and, and you know and you know that that's never really mm -hmm. been that way in asphalt. Now, back in your day, you could go anywhere. We need that again. Well, you know, you know it's just like getting back to, to the motor thing like you brought to me that I was the first one that brought it out. Well, I didn't bring out a lie. I brought out the truth. Right. And I proved that I was right. Oh, it opened and, a big, and, big, big can of worms. And, 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 and people they, didn't want to hear. There was a lot of people that did not want to hear that. And, but uh, and you, it made a big you, difference. You realize how, how, how many out-of-state cars we used to get for Speed Weeks exactly. and the Governor's Cup and all? Uh-huh. And, and it, it, that, that, that's gone. Well, why is that gone? Well, because people didn't work to keep it. People worked against it. And we're, we're hoping within a, a few short years we can turn that around. And like you said, back in my day, man, I could go almost anywhere and race. Well, we need that again. Yeah, I mean, and back in back in your day, man, back in my day when, you know, my dad was mm -hmm. racing, you know, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday was not unusual for right. us to race. Right. As long as all the pieces not on, the Not car. only could we not go state to state, we couldn't even go track to track. Right. You know, and we're trying to uniform these rules, and I, and I really think within the next year we can have all those tracks in the state on the same rules. Man, wouldn't that be wonderful? They're already right now cooperating yeah. from promoter right. side, and that's unusual in the last few years. They're, the owners are have gotten together. They all came to a meeting and sat down and, and worked on the schedule together mm -hmm. and, and was just phenomenal. They Way got to. to. 
All right, fellas, we're going to take a short break here, and uh, we're going to come back with uh, much more about the uh, Sunoco Florida All-Stars Tour. Uh, we're going to come back and talk with uh, Steve Dora from Race Car Engineering, one of the sponsors of the Sunoco Florida All-Stars Tour. This is David Strimmey, driver of the Atrius Holmes number 64 car for Rusty Wallace. And you're listening to Real Racing USA with Jack Smith and Rick Angies. Okay, we managed to hook up with uh, Steve Dorr from Race Car Engineering. And uh, who's involved in all kinds of, of sponsorship things in Florida and, and beyond. And uh, Steve, uh, welcome to uh, Inside Florida Racing. And why in the world did you get involved with Dick Anderson, Wayne Anderson in this series? Um, it sounded like it was going to be a good deal. There's not much going on in the state of Florida as far as a traveling series. And it was something that I felt was a good thing. Wayne came up with the idea and decided to to put together a series that traveled around to different tracks, and, and I think it's going to be a good thing. It's going to give the racers somewhere to race in-state and be a traveling series as compared to, to going to Georgia and South Carolina with the economy. It was making it tough on a lot of guys and, and just felt like I needed to be a part of it. Yeah, now you're a, you, obviously you uh, provide parts and cars and all kinds of things for uh, racers around the state. Um, uh, what kind of – have you gotten some, some feedback from uh, racers around the state about what the – what the feeling is about this series good bad ugly i've had a lot of phone calls about a lot of people talking to me at the pri show uh, a lot of phone calls a lot of people at the racetracks i've been to have asked about it it's been a lot of feedback a lot of questions um a lot of questions regarding the rules and what i thought of wayne and dick being involved and and how the series is going to go and and i've explained all of that so far i think wayne and dick and alan have done a great job putting it together it all started out with four or five of us having meetings here at race car and and putting our thoughts and ideas together, and I think that they've took the ball and ran with it, and they've done a really good job, and, 
and providing on a week-to-week uh, deals how, how things go. I think it's, I think they've done a really nice job so far, and I think there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of people attending that start with at least. And you've been kind of involved in uh, for the last several years at least. You've been kind of involved in trying to get something of this sort going, haven't you? Yeah, I would have done it. Um, I would have done it probably years ago. It's just I'm, I'm involved in a car lot, and then I have the parts store here. And, just time-wise, you know, that job that they've, they've decided to do takes an immense amount of time. I've, I kind of had something to do with a series last year at DeSoto Speedway and, and just takes a lot of time to do it right and, and really to put forth the effort. I just didn't have it. I would have been robbing from, from one of my other things that I do and then nothing would have been done properly. So kind of glad that they took the ball and ran with it and I can just add to it and help out and hopefully make it a little better yet with, with my input. One of the things that uh, we've been talking about here to, today is um, – uh, you know, having the the different kinds of of late models, the super late models, and the limited late models, and crates and spec motors, and all this stuff, having all these put together. What has your been your experience with that, and uh, and how do you see? What does you see that that putting all these together? How is that going to work out? You think? Uh, last year, Southeast ASA rules were, were very similar to that, and, and they seem to make it work pretty well. Um, I'm going to be as much as everybody else. I'm going to be curious. Nobody really knows right now what's going to be the best package. And, and I think different tracks, I think the best package is going to be different from each racetrack when you go from a smaller track to a to a bigger track and then a track that's got a lot of bite to a track that doesn't have a lot of bite. I think I think you're going to see different combinations be stronger at one and, and then some be stronger at the other, to be honest. Yeah, gotcha. What what kind of uh, – uh, Wayne's been talking and, and Dick have been talking about the, the, the amount of uh, – contingency sponsorships uh type packages and things the contingencies that race car engineering uh is going to be involved with what is your involvement what can you ta- tell us about that at this point our personal involvement so far in the deal is is we, we're doing we're sponsoring the first race which will be called race car engineering race at Inverness speedway on february 20th um after that we're sponsoring a rookie of the year program um, which the rookie will be awarded certificates at each race, the highest finishing rookie. And then at the end of the year in a points banquet, the, rook, the rookie points champion will also be, uh, be, receiving, uh, be receiving a reward from race car engineering. Um, so that, that part we're definitely locked in. And then we're also doing a bunch of product manufacturer contingency awards that, that I'm, I'm on the phone every day, actually, and today many hours a day, uh, rounding up people, different manufacturers that we all buy parts from now to get to give out certificates at each and every race for finishers to try to, sweeten the, the pot a little bit you know when you further you get back in the field and the money becomes a little less that hopefully some of these certificates enable the guys to continue racing and be able to afford it a little better well now you probably have as good a pulse on on uh, how the economy is affecting racers uh you know you're in several businesses besides the racing end of, of, of the racing world but you're also you know besides selling parts you're a racer yourself and and you know you have a pretty good tap on the pulse of how racers are affected by the economy and i mentioned earlier in the show that uh uh you know i think that personally i think that this is should be a pretty good year to start something like this as opposed to maybe last year what are your thoughts on that steve i feel like this year is a, a great time to start it last year you know every year at the beginning of the race season you usually start out with a lot of cars and then as you go through the race season it just steady falls throughout the year people run out of money and whatnot well last year with the economy being real bad, you know, it started out with a little lower of a car count than in previous years, and then it kind of dwindled in the summer. But actually, toward the end of the year, I felt like the car count came back a little um, and showed signs of improvement. And I think um, with my business here, I feel like there's been signs of improvement a little bit with people getting a little itchy and spending a little money and a few more customers coming back that hadn't raced for a while. So 
I anticipate, you know, Inverness, the first race of the year, they have a great car count on a weekly basis to begin with. And then with this deal going, and I, I seriously anticipate 30 to 40 cars showing up at the first race, which I think will be an awesome turnout. And a day race at that, huh? Yeah, yes, sir. I think it's going to be, uh, overall, I think it's, it's going to be a good series. I hope they do a good job from week to week running it. And if they do, I, I think it's nothing but a win-win situation for everybody involved. So let me ask you this. Are we going to see Steve Dorr in, in, a, in one of these races? You'll see me at some of them. I'll probably be at a lot of them. There'll be a, a couple. Uh, there'll be a, a track or two that I probably won't attend, but uh, but for the most part, I'll probably be at some of the races. Yes, sir. Yeah, in a car. Uh, sometimes, yep. <laughs> okay. When I'm not, you know, just going around and appreciating the customers and trying to make them aware of what we're doing and, and new things and stuff like that. That's cool, man. Well, that, that's great, man. I, thanks for spending a few minutes here, Steve. And uh, I know these guys are really excited, Alan Bruins and uh, the Anderson uh, guys. Uh, they're just really excited to have uh, race car uh, engineering involved with this. And, and uh, you know, we know that uh, you'll do a top-shelf job. You always do, Steve. And appreciate your time today, man. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. Here on a special edition of Inside Florida Race, talking about the Florida All-Star Tour. Jack, I mean, this seems like a win-win situation to me. Yeah, well, it sounds like something that's uh, time has come, that's for sure. Uh, we need late models, um, uh, being able to travel. We need it to be affordable for drivers. And uh, so far, it sounds like we're on the right track. Now, uh, you folks all met with... Uh, the track promoters recently to, to discuss all this. Uh, tell us about that event. Dick, tell us well, about that. Well, since I've been around the longest, let, let me start in on this. I've been around Florida racing now for 44 years, and this is only the second, maybe maybe third time I've ever seen all the tracks represented in the same room at one time and and leave shaking hands and everybody happy and in agreement with each other. And, uh, and uh, you know, I'd like to take the credit, but, you know, Alan and Wayne deserve most of that credit. And Wayne pulled the Houdini act of actually taking these dates. I mean, everybody has specials. Inverness has uh, specials once a month. Uh, Auburndale, somewhere. Somehow he worked it all around and got everybody to agree where nobody was stepping on anybody's toes. There were no overlapping dates. And uh, to see, for me personally, to see all of these track owners and promoters in one room and all getting along and, you know, and all, uh, you know, all uh, in agreement when we left there, to to, the, to what we're doing with the series and the, and the rules and the dates and I mean it, to me it was just it was a Houdini act. What what kind of questions did they have? What kind of things came up? What what? Well, I, I can't sit and I can't hardly remember what they were all about. I know, to, to, but to be honest, it, it, it went almost too smooth. It was scary. Well, well <laughs> okay. let me let me tell you what I did is I went in there with this big calendar I got from Office Depot, mm -hmm. and went in there and it was a raceable one, and we started laying out the, the, our races and just you know seeing if they would take this one, that one would take that one. and But yet, at the same time, put our races in where they don't step on the monthly shows at Charlotte County, New Smyrna, Citrus, Auburndale. And, and there was ones, you know, a few that did. And then uh, I'll never forget uh, one, land, uh, one of uh, New Smyrna's dates landed on top of Auburndale. And uh, Robert was kind enough to stand up and go, listen, I'll, I'll, I'll pull that date Let's so you have yours, uh, Rex. And uh, Rex from Auburndale, Rex Sky from Auburndale Speedway, he is, uh, he's been a big supporter of this series. And, uh, um, and he stood there, and, and he, he was the first one to, to, to call and say, hey, put me in for a couple dates. I'll take them. So, I mean, I, you know, that, he's the one that really got this off the ground for me. Mm -hmm. 
him and Critter and Robert. Um, Bobby Deal's there. Everybody sat in the room and had a great time, but we all laid, laid the, the races out. And by the time we left, everybody got up and was tickled to death of how everybody got along, uh, picked their dates, didn't step on no toes. We, you know, the biggest problem we have with let me let me let me take a side for the racetracks right now. The biggest problem these racetracks have is the is the NASCAR series. People don't realize it, but you know when I did a little bit of cup racing uh, back in 06, 05, 06, they were talking about how they were going to start going to more Saturday night shows. Right. Let me tell you something that has killed the local track promoters and owners. And you know you got the Winston now on Saturday night. You got Bristol on Saturday night. You got Richmond on Saturday night. And and so to try to, you know, as if if I was a, a guy that worked a forty hour week with a with a, you know, base base pay, I couldn't go to New Smyrna and spend a hundred dollars to get my family in when I can sit there and watch Richmond on TV. Right. I, everybody exactly. has their cable. So we have to now as as tracks and racers, we have to stay off of them nights. So you know that just throws that just throws more to the equation of people not stepping yeah. on their toes. If more if more racers knew what these track owners were up against right now, like Wayne's talking about, yeah. they'd, they'd be going to these tracks, going, "How can I help?" Instead of saying, "Hey, what what are you going to give me?" Yeah, I mean, that's the problem. That's the problem money, nowadays. Yeah. Nobody wants to help. Yeah. They all want to just get you know, I, I I me 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 syndrome. You know. Uh, let me let me tell you. I, I'm just going to take just a uh, just a minute here to tell you that. You know, Rex Guy from Auburndale Speedway was the very first one to step up to the plate and says, listen, I think what you're trying to do, Wayne, is great. Let me – I'll take two or three dates. I'll, I'll be right in there with you. Critter uh, – uh, Don Creedy from Citrus says, hey, if Rex does that, I'm in. I, it has to be pretty good if Rex did it. Robert Hart looked at this and says, you know, I'll take I'll take three or four dates. So next thing you know, us as a series is trying to get serious. Now, now we're getting farther out there. Now we're reaching more places Next thing you know, Bobby Deal says, hey, Wayne, uh, I'd like to have a couple dates. We tried to work with John Sapricone, and that just didn't really work out. And we're not saying that we might not end up back there. I think somewhere between now and the end of the year, we will probably be back at DeSoto Speedway. But just the way things were working, it just didn't work out for us, uh, for our series, and maybe for him and what he had planned. It didn't work out well. But, but, but hey, he's got a great facility, and we'd love to be back here. Yeah. And, and the, the whole thing is, is – Everybody stood. Kim Brown from 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 New Smyrna, uh, her and, and uh, Butch and all of them. They they they've all all they've done is accept our phone calls and try to work with us the best they can. And I, I can't thank all of them enough for that. It's just uh, this was our first go around, so we've got more questions than anything. And I'm sure we have wore some of these track promoters out on calling and asking them all these questions. But but I think it's you know. In our mind, and I hope that everybody else thinks the same. It's it's for the good of racing. Well, you know, I, it sounds like you guys were the right guys to go talk to track owners about having a, a bringing a series to town. Huh? What do you well, think about yeah, that, Rick? It, I mean, it, it actually <laughs> makes a lot of sense that it would be you two and, and, right. and you, Alan, because you know a new guy stepping in with the same ideas. I mean, there there's been several people that got you know similar ideas, but. Who's going to listen to them? They, but, you know, but, they haven't but, got the experience. But also, also these track owners realize that me and Wayne was doing this to, to bring racing back, not right. for any personal gain. I mean, they know that we're racers. Yeah, well, it's, it's what you love. It's what you've done your whole life. Well, how many how many years did you see? You were telling Dan how many years between just between me and you we have in racing? Well, like 65 years of racing, racing experience, you know. 
like, like somebody was running something by me, I said, you know, and I had to giggle. I said, do you really think with me and Wayne with 65 years of race experience haven't, haven't, haven't done that, haven't thought of that, you know? We, we've been treated every way you can be treated, you know? Yeah. Fortunately for me and the same for my dad, we have been all over this country racing at all these different wrecks. There's, there's not many that you can't mention that I haven't been to or he hasn't been to. But we've seen all the good. We've seen all the bad. And things that we'd want to do and try to do, and, and that's what we tried to incorporate. Man, in let's, this try, let's try to take all the good and, and, and put the, it put and, it in one hat. You and, know, and you got to understand, we're racers. We're not business oriented. That's where Alan comes in. Alan is and very he's, business he's, he's oriented. Been a blessing he's to a us. successful businessman, and that is what's helped our series tremendously. We don't know how to work computers. We're not. We're not. Dad and I are not computer literate, but. He is and knows start, how to do it. Alan starts mentioning the legal aspects and lawyers. I mean, Wayne starts looking at each other like, man, we never <laughs> thought of that, you know. But speaking Wayne, what, or uh, Alan, what are some of the um, benefits that you're bringing to the tracks with this series? Well, we, we come in, we buy tickets as, as a series. And, I mean, that's unheard of. Uh so not only are we bringing a show to them, we're, we're helping them. Buying grandstand tickets buying grandstand. from the track. That's correct. Now, we're fully expecting our, our members to help buy that, and you know, they're going to have fans that don't want to come to the pits, want to sit there and drink beer, which they've got them. And so we, we feel we can get rid of some of the tickets that way and help them. We've got sponsors uh, that coming in with banners, um, you know, bringing people in. Uh, they gas the you know, I don't. I don't want to interrupt, but something we haven't touched on. Alan, if you just made me think of something, the we've we've got contingency sponsors and manufacturers, unbelievable, completely over the top. Though I just sit back and go, wow, you know. Well, we're, you know, we're bringing that. We're bringing that to the tracks. They didn't have to go out and get it. We 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 got it for them. You know, in in the spirit of cooperation, when we started, we were going to do our own tire program, and because of. of the feedback we got, and liabilities and everything else. So, you know, let, let the tracks do that. So the tracks get to make the money on the tires like they should instead of us doing that. Uh, their own fuel, if, if you don't have your barrels of fuel at your race shops or not capable, they, need to, they sell their own fuel. As Wayne said, we're not making anybody buy that fuel there, though. you got to have legal fuel, but, you know, you don't have to buy it at the racetrack. You know? Right. <laughs> but, you know, but, you know, Alan, for what – Sunoco is trying to do for our series. We would hope that our racers are going to buy the fuel from the track. You know, I mean, that, yeah. that, that's what, that's what we're hoping. We're not telling somebody. You know, I know Robert Hart was a stickler for a long time. You better not have no drums in your, right. for speed yeah. weeks. You better for not have weeks. no drums yeah. in your trail. And that's only me. That, this safety is, sake. This, people don't realize all these things of, of making them buy fuel or sell tires on. All that contributes to point fund and keeping that facility running. Well, that's, that's one of the things that's, that's, they're always complaining about that the promoters and rightfully so. Um, they're paying a lot of money for the big, big, big ticket series, and so you're. This well, program will help them in that way. We come in as not a big ticket series, but we're big ticket racing. We, we're going to bring in the top names of of three divisions of racing. And you got some really good kids, yeah. So and we come in, we're giving them half their money back. I mean, it's so, a, they can't lose. It's a, it's a win win situation. It, it, like in business, it, this has to be a win win for everybody. Not, not only can we bring in top name drivers out of out of the different classes who are going to be competitive. I mean, hell, I ran fourth for 80 laps in the combined race in the limited. Uh, I got tired and let somebody pass me, I guess. But uh, <laughs> I won't mention any names. But but you know, it's it's going to be in in every 
guy that's competitive brings people to the to the racetrack. Not we, only we his talk, pit crew. We we talked earlier. Um, you know, the one late model series it cost the track seventeen thousand dollars. I've I've heard as much as nineteen thousand. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And 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 to be honest, I don't know how these tracks could possibly pay that, but they they did. But it was hard for them to 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 walk away from there making money. Yeah. And we come we come in and ask them for twelve thousand, and then we're giving we're giving them five or six back uh, right away through through the programs we've got. It's like it, how can they lose now 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 they've basically only spent six or seven thousand. And if the quality to have and, this series race, and, and like we're talking is the quality of racing, it can't do anything right. but improve. Yeah. I mean, it just can't do anything but improve, um, which will put the butts in the seats. Right, and that's what the, they're all about. And that's the bottom line for those guys. I mean, that front gate has been taking a beat oh, for, if for we, the last five, six years. And if you can make that front gate work, you're selling concessions, you're selling well, t-shirts. Well, I think, I think at the same time, we've, we're taking a little bit of a little headache and a little leg work from the track as far as trying to go out and, and get the cars. Now, now they can go out and promote a little more. Now Robert, they can spend time trying to get, to get people right. in the seats. At one of our meetings, Robert Hart made a statement. He goes, well, shoot, he goes, you, got, you guys are going out here and doing the work that I pay people to do, and you're doing it for free. Yeah, I well, said, there and, you and, go. And, uh, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly right. And I'll tell you, Rick and I both, you know, we, the last two years we've been working closely with a dirt late model series in Florida and Georgia. And one of the things that we discovered, even during this past year with the economy being in some places really hellish, really bad, um, at the end of every race, no matter what, we brought the people. The series brought the people because there was a lot of cars, and there was the word got around. The fans got the word got around amongst the fans, and the same thing will happen in Florida with late models on asphalt. If if the series is consistent, you br- you will bring fans from all over. Yeah, not I mean, only that, but you know, I hear a lot of people going, "Well, if if, if Wayne Anderson is going to race in the series, I'm not going to be there." I hope that they take a good look at our rules, mm-hmm. our layout, mm-hmm. and what we're trying to do, and rethink that because drivers, you're, you're talking drivers, about. I'm yeah. speaking. Well, let me let me interject there. One of the hardest problems we had, like I told you, now we had to put people in place to run this series because we have to be hands off at the races. Well, let me tell you what, these people ain't, you, th- you know, everybody says, well, I don't like that guy. I don't like-. Well, let me tell you what, go out and try to find these people. They're not standing on, on every corner because, number <laughs> one, we told right. you this series is nonprofit. We've got very little money coming in there to pay our help with. So it ain't like we can pay somebody a bunch of money to go there and be a race director or to be a tech guy and so forth. So, I mean, I mean, we were very fortunate it took a long time, but we come up with some people that we think is going to do a great job. Oh, you're always going to hear, oh, that's Wayne Anderson's buddy or that's somebody's buddy. Well, guess what? That ain't going to matter because when you go through tech, and I mean, there's the scales. Anybody can look at them. There's, you know, we, uh, uh, like, like, I, like I said, hey, if, if Wayne's car comes through there, I want the crew chief from the other car that, 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 that through there to go, look, to go look at his numbers, you know, and, 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 and look, look over us because I tell you what, this ain't going to be something for Wayne to get away with. Wayne's going to be more scrutinized than anybody there. You understand what I'm saying? That's what it looks he, like. He, yeah, he's, he's really created something here yeah. for himself and he doesn't realize yeah. it. But, you know, nobody mentions Alan. Right. Nobody yeah. mentions Alan. He's yeah. a nice guy, right? He's, uh, yeah, yeah. Alan's flying under the radar on this. Well, you know? I can tell you guys this. If that Black 92 comes there, I'm going to go look at the scale readings because I want to see. <laughs> well, the other thing we've talked about, though, is 
the whole thing is an open door policy. Yes, yes. That's and, what and and, 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 and like I say in the tech, there's nothing I, going to be hidden from anybody there just, in tech. Just like sitting here doing this with you right now, have you ever seen a, a, a contract agreement and everything in front of you? Have you ever looked at a contract agreement to another track? We're showing that to you. There's yeah. nothing. There's nothing hidden. There's right. you show right here. You, you show me where I'm gonna make any money. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, there's there's nothing. It's right. all right, right. here. But, but you know something, Dad? I think you need to bring out. Why don't you mention our our tech director and our, our series director? Yeah, I, I, I was getting that. You know, and like uh, uh, like I said, we man, we we had a list of people, and uh, boom, uh oh, that, that won't work. Uh oh, this can't work, and all. Uh, we come up uh, with Gary Salvatore as our race director, and and I tell you what, I mean, me me personally, I think he's going to be absolutely perfect. Well, Wayne, well, Wayne says, well, we can't do that. I mean, man, he he helped me at some races. I said, Wayne, he used to be my crew chief uh, right before I quit driving. But you can't look at it that way. Either the guy can do the job or he can't. Right. And like I, uh, and like I say, go out and try to find somebody that's that's as good as Gary and been around racing and as good as handling these situations as he is. Yeah, that's real easy to say. I don't like that guy. Well, guess what? Show us a better one. Yeah, you great know. One. Same yeah. way with Mark Mark Tanner. You know, where he's got. Oh my God, he he went and helped Wayne at a few races. You know, but let me tell you what, uh, the, the 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 guy is really into what he does. He, I mean, I mean, you know, how many people want? It's a thankless job. They and dedicate to have, themselves. Oh, to. and let, and let me tell you what, he's uh, he's been another blessing to us. I mean, this this guy this guy has got hours and hours and hours of his time. Involved in this, and we ain't even been to the first race. Well, guess uh -huh. go try to find that but somewhere. You know, but you know something though, I, I, you know something, Dad. That I'll mention to you guys. Both of them guys have never one time asked how much they're going to get paid. Yeah, they've you never know? asked one time you, you, what's in it for them. You got to have people that's doing this from the heart, like like we are. Not 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 somebody that's in it for the money, because there <laughs> there ain't none. Well, yeah. the, the, other, the other part of it is. Nobody could even mention anybody. Yeah, you know, I use the, I use this. I've talked to Steve from Progressive, uh, Steve McGinnis, you know, and I'll use his his saying. You know, I ask him, well, who do you think I have to? They speak Chinese. They start talking <laughs> Chinese. Nobody could come up with with anybody of any merit. Right. And yeah. when we sat down and really kind of we we went through this person, that person, we didn't do no where they sat down and had. We never did the interviews with them, but we, we, as a group, the three of us, we kept going, bouncing through different names, different can't, people. Can't tell how many people who keeps coming up telling me the problem, but nobody comes up and tells me the solution. They go, we don't like the way you're doing this. I go, okay, how would you do it? And like Wayne says, yeah. all at once the Chinese starts. Yeah. Oh, well, well uh, uh, you know, nobody's got any answers. Everybody's just got the complaints and problems. But nobody, hey, we're just doing the best we can. We're not perfect. Yeah. Shoot, we're not going to do this perfect. We're going to make mistakes. And it's going to be a total. But guess what? We're doing it. Try we're doing it. Trying to help Florida racing and trying to help everybody. You know, trying to make Florida racing healthy again. And if people can't understand that, then I'm sorry. Yeah. We're doing the best we can. And man, we man, we hope everybody comes and runs with us because they're going to be glad they did but hey maybe this ain't for everybody you know? well, it's, it's going to be, be a total learning experience anyway I mean, it you're is going to learn mm -hmm. as you go they guarantee one thing it's going to be fair mm -hmm. and it's going to be consistent that's one of the two reasons that mark and, mm -hmm. and gary are there because of fairness i mean we don't we don't want to rep ruin our names Right. Or they don't want to ruin their names. It's always unfair when the ruling goes against you. Let me tell you oh, yeah. something, yeah. Let me tell you something everybody better, I always better realize <laughs> before, before our racing goes down the tubes. We all need to give and take here a little bit and compromise because I'm telling you, everybody's wanting to know what you know what's in it for them. We we better all start giving up a little bit and helping these tracks and doing whatever we got to do to make Florida uh, healthy again. We're not going to have any tracks. I mean, you know, here's the other thing. 
I personally have called and talked to many race car drivers. I can promise you a lot of them ain't necessarily my best friends. I'm sure I'm not going to their house for dinner and they're not coming to mine. <laughs> but I've respected a lot of them yeah. as racers. Uh -huh. And I've made a lot of phone calls to people that, that, that never thought I would have called them. But I called them because I want to hear what they had to say. And we take what they say. We go back We go back and we talk about it and see if there's anything there that if, of any merit and try to change things. I have, I've talked to so many people, and I'm sure Alan has everything. But This you is know, not a personality the, the, contest. You know, you know Alan. It's, 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 all, it's all trying to bring racing back. Yeah, right? but, you know, when I, when I asked you to come on board with us, first thing Alan says is this thing, is this, is this going to be fair? I want this fair for everybody. And I said, absolutely. And that's why Alan, Alan Bruns is on board. So, you know, that, that's just, you know, we, can, we can't, we, like, like Dad said, we're going to make a lot of mistakes. But I think we're going to make a lot of gains. I guarantee you when, you, when you weigh it on a scale, we're going to be tipped to the good side. If, if we learn from the mistakes that we do make, which I don't think there's going to be that many. I'm open. <laughs> but if we do learn from what we, what we do wrong, and that's, that's part of this thing on, on Tuesdays, to get with the tracks. You know, the race director, us, everybody, fix what we do wrong. You know, we can adjust. We, we can. L let me let me touch on another thing too, Jack. I want to mention to you that this series has got a zero tolerance for fighting. And that's uh, you're, that's coming from me, one of the guys who's who gets in as much trouble as anyone. But it's we want this uh, family atmosphere. I have a 15-year-old son racing. I don't want to have to worry about some other guy going and jumping on my 15-year-old son out there in a the race. And there's many, many fathers that would like to come race our series that are concerned about that. I can attest to you and promise you this is a zero tolerance. We will see you right. next year. We want these Friday nights where, where they can have their family there, their wives, uh, you know, their mothers, and, and, and everybody have a good time without people uh, cussing and, you know, being belligerent and so forth. So, I, you know, I mean, I mean, I hope it goes well for everybody, but I'm sure somebody's going to test us and they're going to be they, sorry. They don't want to do that. Yeah. We're, we're, well, I mean, you know it's going to happen. Right. You do know what's yeah, going to happen. You know it's going to happen, but and they're, going, and they're going to wait and see what we right. do. It, and I'm telling you on this radio show, right. it's a zero tolerance. It's right. See you, right. see right. you right. next year, pal. Next year. And, uh, you know, the people that want to come and have vendettas and take care of issues and everything, our series ain't the place to do it. I can promise you. Take it somewhere else. Go back to the local. You heard it here on Real Racing USA. Yeah, there you go. We go back to one thing about having fun and families there. A lot of us have, you know, toter homes and, and, and campers and everything that come out. This Friday night deal could be huge for not only the track promoters, ourselves, the little guy in racing. We, we come out there and, and the guy who can't afford to rent the track gets to come out and, and practice, get the food. We touched on it briefly, but, you know, after that's done, you know, walking around, can't have campfires in and run all the, the racing fuel and stuff, but you can walk around in the campsite type atmosphere. And uh -huh. if you're into camping, you know how cool that is to hang out with your buddies and drink a couple of beers or sodas, whatever you want, but have some fun and get to know each other. That's also going to spill out to the communities, too. Right. You know, yeah. I mean, the motels, the, the, the exactly. restaurants, you know, even we, after we, that. We've got to start doing this right. It's been, it's been, things have been going downhill too far. All right, so we're going to take another quick break here, uh, Rick, and uh, we'll come back. We have uh, several other things. We want to talk about how the races are going to be run. Yep, and race and, information uh, itself. Lots we'll of other stuff. Other Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Pro Sports Heckler Guy. Mr. Pro Sports. 
They say those who can't play coach. Apparently, those who can't coach sit 30 rows back, shirtless, shouting obscenities. Oh, that's right, Thanks to you, our team is armed with game-winning tips like catch the ball and throw it. Shout it out loud. You stink. That sucks. What a bunch of losers. Not just catcalls, but subtle psychological ploys to prod your team to victory. Reverse psychology. So here's to you, old sultan of shouting, because while there may be no I in team, thanks to you, there's always an F and a U. Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Twilight Zone.
Florida Racing. All right, as promised, we have uh, Rick Williams uh, from Sunoco Racing Fuels uh, with us here today. Um, uh, Sunoco Racing Fuels has come on board as the title sponsor for the uh, Fast uh, Late Model Series with uh, Wayne Anderson, Dick Anderson, and Alan Bruins. Uh, welcome to the show, Rick, and uh, tell us about uh, why uh, Sunoco Racing Fuels has decided to get involved with the Fast uh, Late Model Series. Thanks, Jack, for uh, for having us on. Um, Sunoco Race Fuels and, and Southern Race Fuels, the distributor in Florida, um, always been involved with, with short track racing and all other types of motorsports and uh, have uh, have a little bit of history with with Dick Anderson and his son Wayne and a lot of the, the late model racers. And um, it was just a natural fit. We have, uh, we supply the tracks that the series are going to be going to. And it was just seemed that uh, when they brought the proposal to us that, um, you know, we thought to be involved. We, uh, we had been in the previous touring late model series and the, not only in Florida but other parts of the country, and it's it's worse. Um, it's it's always been a good fit, and uh, I kind of miss having a traveling, you know, super late model or any kind of series in Florida. Um, so we we just thought it was a good fit, and we needed to be involved with it. And when they brought the proposal to us, uh, I was excited about it, and, and got the support with Sunoco, and they're excited about it, and looking forward to. To a good series in 2010. Uh, that's cool, Rick. What is your background in racing here in Florida? Have you been involved uh, as a racer yourself over the years? Yes, I have. Uh, been uh, I've been in the race gas business going on 27 years. Um, grew up around race cars. I actually started going uh, to the old Hollywood Speedway down on Pembroke Road, down in Hollywood, back in the 60s. Um, my, how I got involved was my dad was a printer and he used to print the program for the Speedway and, uh, the fellow that, that owned old Hollywood Speedway invited us out there one night. I think I was probably about five or six years old and my dad took us to the races, got involved and, uh, it just happened that my dad's print shop was in the heart of where all these race shops were down in Hollywood. And I uh, I grew up with the Charlie Rake, the Gary Blues, and the Dick Andersons, and of the back in the day, and used to hang around the shops and sweep floors and catch a ride in the back of the pickup truck to go up to Palm Beach Fairgrounds or go to Hollywood Speedway or Medley or Hiley, and that's how I got involved with it. Yeah, that's that's cool. And now you're in a position where you can actually uh, help make it uh, make it be successful here in the state of Florida. What do you think about the the um, putting all these cars together, the the different uh, uh, classes of cars, the late, super lates, the late models, and, and so forth? Do you do you uh, think that's a, a a good thing to do? Well, I think it is um, because of where we're at now. Because all of the the owners and the drivers, everybody has a different setup. A different engine rule, different weight rule, different body rule. Um, at this at this point in time, economy the way it is, and and things going on, um, it w- I think it would be asking too much of the teams 
to conform to one one uniform rule set of rules and body and motor, you know, say like NASCAR does. The cost, these guys, they just couldn't endure that cost right now. Um, you know, let's face it, with, like I said, with the economy, these guys are struggling to, to run these shows and it shows in the car counts and the attendance at the tracks. We see it. We've seen it the last year, year and a half with our gallons at the tracks. Old. So we know that it's, the numbers are down. But um, to start, you know, as long as it's a level playing field, it doesn't matter, if, you know, what body, what engine. And, you know, they they stick to their guns with their rules. Uh, you know, however, they're going to set it through carburetors or through weight brakes or whatever. And everybody's level at the end of the night, then I think it'll work. Um as far as the engine rules, spec engine rules and engine builders and all that, I try not to get into all of that because we do supply so many of the engine builders with fuel for dyno testing and R&D. Uh, and we have so many different of the different engine builders that we do R&D programs with. So, you know, as long as, as long as they're all on Sunoco product, we're happy. Um, you know, if this thing takes off and goes like, you know, everybody's hoping that it will, maybe a year or so down the road then we we get one car one one set of rules and one weight limit or one cubic inch limit or whatever and uh everybody's got the same same car as things change yeah that no, I, I couldn't agree with you more uh, <laughs> the, the whole we try to stay too a little bit far away from the motor thing too it's an endless loop with no resolution and hopefully one day it'll it'll get resolved but uh I, it has been um, it's been shown in certain places to be pretty successful, and uh, you know, hopefully these this series will be able to make it that way too. Uh, getting everybody to uh, to race and getting the cars out there in volume should should do wonders. And uh, you know, not to to beat the dead horse, but we we really can't get away from the fact that the economy is an issue. We seem to be talking about it an awful lot all the time, but it really is an issue. Um, how do you do, do you see? A light at the end of the tunnel, and perhaps at 2010, uh, we we start to to get back uh, rolling a little stronger. Well, I think so. We, uh, in, particularly on our end of the business, um, we we put on a booth at the PRI show. We saw a lot more um, activity at at our booth, uh, as well as the whole show overall. Um, it's we're get, we got teams testing already. Um, guys are renting the track. Um, I was up at uh, New Smyrna last week and Orlando, and uh, I noticed we had we had two or three teams in there testing at, at New Smyrna. Um, you know, guys are getting ready. They're they're excited. We got uh, got another big race coming up here at the end of the month before Speed Week starts. Um, and the traveling series is only going to help that because. Now the guys, they got something to look forward to. Um, and, you know, it's, as the economy gets better, more of them are going to come out. Uh, we're going to get the car counts are going to go up. We're going to have more people in the stands. And, you know, people people only have so many entertainment dollars to deal with on the weekend. And, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, go to a movie or go to a race, hopefully we get them to come to these racetracks and, and watch this new series and get them involved in the race and get the get the young kids involved with it as well and turn them into race fans and let this thing grow um 
you know, there's, there's no reason as many years as the Governor's Cup's been put on and some of these big races that, that those races shouldn't be as big as the Snowball Derby. Uh, I remember back in the day, you know, we used to go to, to run the, the Triple Crown in Florida. You'd go to Tampa on Friday night and St. Pete on Saturday and wind up back at Tampa on Sunday. And you'd have guys from Michigan and the Ed Howes and the Mike Eddies and Sauters. And, and I think that's where we need to get back to. And when I met with Wayne and, and, and Dick and Alan Bruns on this deal, was you want to, you want those guys to be involved. You want them to come to your races. You know, if they have a race speed week and then uh, the Fast Series has a race a week over, you may get some of those guys to stay over and, and race with us, you know. And uh, that's, that's where we'd like to see this thing go from our end, is to have racers come, you know, not only from – the state of florida but let's get some of these guys that are the hot dogs up in alabama and georgia and michigan and see if they'll come down and run with our boys and you know i think uh that's what's going to make it work for everybody uh, other than just having the stars of florida in the series when we need to have some of the, the big teams come down and get involved with us from up north as well that would certainly be a game changer for southern racing there's no doubt about it and uh uh, you know, when we talk to fans that have been fans for a long time, uh, those sentiments that you just expressed are heard over and over and over again, particularly in, in regards to races like the Governor's Cup and so forth. When the uh, Sunoco Florida All-Stars Tour uh, takes uh, the stage at uh, Citrus County in February, that's a day race. And then uh, in March, uh, a day race at uh, Orlando Speed World. What do you think of that? I I am excited about that. I think that uh, a Saturday afternoon race, something like that, that time of the year in Florida, um, you know, people are, it's still kind of chilly out. Um, you know, as long as the show doesn't get drug out, uh, then I think I think it'll work for them. Um, you know, we're, we're back to some daytime racing. It, uh, it's going to make the team work, hard, work harder to get the right setups on their cars because they're going to practice, you know, the Friday night before, and uh, then they're going to race during the day the next day. So they're going to have to get those things dialed in. And it's going to be interesting. It's going to be uh, a lot of homework's going to have to be done, how the cars are going to change during the day from, from night practice to day racing. And uh, really excited about that. And, uh, you know, and it, it's going to help the teams cut down on the cost. You know, when the race is done on Saturday, hey, they can load up and start heading home and, they don't have that extra night out on the road or whatever. All right, Rick. Will, will you be? Uh, you think you'll be able to make some of the Friday night uh, uh, deals where uh, uh, Wayne and, and Dick were talking earlier in the, the show here about uh, uh, you know getting together on Friday with uh, you know practice and, and having uh, uh, some get-togethers and making it a family affair, and then the racing on Saturday. Uh, will you be able to be involved in some of that? Yes, sir. Absolutely. We're uh, we're looking forward to it. And uh, myself, I'm going to try to attend as many of the races as, as possible. If not, someone from our our company will be there representing uh, Sunoco and Southern and Southern Race Fuels. And uh, you know, we just some weekends it's kind of hard. We have two or three events going on, but uh, with their schedule, I've looked at it, and we don't have we don't have too many conflicting dates currently. But uh, with our involvement in, in all aspects of motorsports, not only circle track, but drag racing. We got a, we're got we going to have an ARCA race here in Florida this year, and 
um, the old Moroso Motorsports Park. We do offshore powerboat racing. So um, I will be at as many events as, as time allows and without other conflicting events on top of them. All right. We've been talking with Rick Williams from Sunoco Racing Fuels and Southern Racing Fuels. Um, Rick, thanks a lot for spending some time with us here, and we look forward to seeing you at uh, in uh, February 20th at uh, Citrus County Speedway. Looking forward to it. I appreciate uh, having us on. All right, man. Thank you. back on Inside Florida Racing with the Florida All-Star Tour. So far, we've covered a lot of things. Uh, one of the things, like with the track's going to get half the sponsorship money, all the entry fees, you guys are going to buy 100 tickets from them, and the practice night money. I mean, what, <laughs> that, that's close. That's $5,000 or more per race almost. Well, uh, <laughs> you going to get we, Bobby Deal a swimming pool? I mean, what are you doing here? <laughs> Uh, let me tell you something. Bobby Jones probably already got one. Yeah. Sorry, Bobby. <laughs> well, then we got, we've covered a lot of things. Let's let's cover the race format itself, how, what the race is, the amount of laps, the cautions, how all that's going to be done. We'll talk about it, uh, Well, every race is going to be 100 laps. Uh, no cutting, 100 laps, and, and that's it. We've got uh, caution lap, uh, flags are going to be limited to three counted laps per caution up to the 75 lap. 75th lap, I should say, and then those will be green flag laps from there on. So that helps the the uh, fans in a sense. We we can put on a good show. We hope it goes medium fast. We don't want it to go too fast, so they they feel like they got cheated. But uh, we also don't want to go for two hours and yeah, and run 100 laps of caution. Well, they're, basic, they're, they're getting paid to run 100 laps, not 200. Right. right. No, yeah, nine dollars a gallon for the racers right. to sit there. That's the, the other thing we felt like towards the little guy. To sit there and ride around, ride around, ride around, and us burning fuel and not counting for nothing. So at least we're going to count three laps for cost. I mean, when man Wayne won that ASA race at Bradenton, uh, you know, we got paid for 100 laps, but we ran a, right at 200 laps counting the cost. Yeah. I mean, that ain't right, you know. <laughs> yeah, uh, and also mandatory green-white checker, mm-hmm. mandatory and uh, maximum 24-car fields. And uh, we see a lot of, of you know, I've, I've seen it in the dirt race where, you know, we say we're going to do 24 and the next thing you know, we got 28 to 30 cars out there on the track, which would be insane in a place like Auburndale and everything. But, but in the same instance, Rick, it's almost not enough for New Smyrna. True. Mm-hmm. You know, so we had to kind of hit it in the middle a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, I, I think the tracks just really couldn't afford to do what we wanted to do with any more cars. Yeah, true. So, um, and then you go back to the rules package, though. So you're you're going to have 24 nearly 24 equal cars out let on the track. Let me tell you what, let me tell you what. I, you know, I used to own Emerson Speedway. You put 24 cars on a quarter-mile track, <laughs> man, you know, I mean, it's virtually impossible running more than that because then you have a caution every two laps, you know. You, that's a lot of cars but, on, on these racetracks. Right. But we don't want to discourage people from coming because True. there's 24 cars start the feature race, the main, the main 100-lap race. Everybody that shows up to race, if they don't qualify, well, but they're showing up to race the fast race. They get to race. We're going to have a B main, so every kid that comes. Which is every, a minimum of 20 laps. That's right. right. Probably, probably figuring probably 30, gonna be 30 laps. 30 laps. Pseudo dash. They're going to have the, the B main's going to be a good little race. Right. And 
then go ahead. Al. It's so every everybody that comes brings their family, their fans, gets to race. They get to see something. They get to participate. That's that's huge. I think the point structure. The, po the points are all the way uh, down. Yeah, that's why we want everybody to realize. All the way down. If you blow up in practice and can't even make the B main, you're still going to get last place points. points yeah. And you're the point, get and points. The points drop real real slow. So I mean, you're going to still do good in the points just from so being there. Yeah. The points deal, yeah. You know. You know, right now, like I was telling you, we got I have three rookies coming out of my stable for next year, and all three of them are just hoping that they can make the first race. So yeah. we're hoping it's gonna be that competitive and they're just hoping like I say, these three are just hoping that they get in the first race. So the field the field will be made up of twenty the top twenty in qualifying will make the field. And then the top series rookie who didn't make qualifying will be in. And then what point the highest point guy. The highest yeah. points guy. And the then track gets their two provisionals. Yes. So it could be, wow. you know, they could pick it from their highest in point from last year or the furthest toad, however that may work. That, that'll be up to the track. That's up to the tracks. So we had to leave that in there for them, and we thought that was right. So this, when this series rolls into town, you get qualifying. You, well, you get a Friday night practice. You get qualifying. You get a B main and 100 laps of hardcore late model racing. <laughs> and this show all starts at uh, February the 20th. It's February 20th. Citrus uh, County Speedway. Citrus first, County Speedway. First two races are unique, though, Wayne. Yes, they're day races. It's been the, I think it's been the first time in 25 years that we've had a Saturday race for a super late model. So um, I've got a lot of friends in the Village Motor Racing Fan Club, and, and they were just honest with me. They bring anywhere from one to two busloads of, of fans for these races, and they said, Dick, we're not going to sit out, out there and freeze to death till till midnight at your first few races, you know. So we had we had to consider that, and uh, and Robert Hart did it for this Governor's Cup. Had an earlier starting date, and and took 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 their feelings into consideration, and it was a plus for everybody involved. So we we looked at that and said, hey, you know, we need another to plus something. for the fans. Yes, exactly. another plus for the fans. So the Citrus County race on February the twentieth, the opener for the series, that will be a day race, and, and sponsored by Race Car Engineering, Steve Dore. Okay, and then March sixth will be a day race at Orlando Speed World. Yeah, it's a Saturday race. So the Saturday was the last race. time was there, yeah. there was a day race at Orlando I don't remember on Saturday ever. in the daytime. <laughs> I don't. Ever. I don't. I don't remember a Saturday race anywhere. I mean, we're talking 40, 40, 40 44 years. Well, are you talking like there. two o'clock in the afternoon? Never. I think a Saturday so the tracks are going to determine what works good for them. Right. So I can't sit here and tell you all this. Right. Yeah. But I, got I can you. promise you this: close. you get on our website just prior to that. There will be a schedule of events up. That's one of the biggest things we want to work on towards our website. Right. We want to get. The schedule events up, and then we want to get after the races. We want to post all the results as soon as possible. And what's and the other day race? And time trial. Just them two. Just oh, just those two. And then mm -hmm. uh, you're also going to be part of the um, Clyde Hart Memorial this year. Yeah, and that's a middle of the week. The only thing that's going to get a little confusing in that middle of the week race is having our our night before. Mm -hmm. I don't right. know how that's really going to work. Right. With people working jobs, and I, I don't exactly know how that that may end up being just a one day show for us. Right. But uh, I just. But to, it's the Clyde Hart, so it's going to be it's going to be big. Right, it's gonna yeah, be that'll big. be. That's it's all cool. the people from Daytona. We want to get some of the Daytona people. That's that cool. are here to watch that mm -hmm. race coming down and support New Smyrna. Yeah, that's Robert, on July Robert the first. So that's Hart a big weekend. Fantastic yeah. working with us. We'd like to thank him for that. Yeah, I think I, I think that we're actually working on our sponsorship to actually be. That's going to be a better than average race yeah, for the series. Yeah. yeah, that's going to be a big bang then, for the buck. And then also, Rex Guy stepped up to the last race, and that I believe that is going to be twin hundreds that night 
at Auburn. At, it, I don't want to say 75s. I'm almost positive it's going to be twin hundreds for the last race of the year, you know, kind of going out with a bang. He, he really wants to put a – he's put a lot of emphasis on this series, and he's doing a lot to his facility, trying to make racing better. Uh, I think he's doing a little work in his for his tech area, his winter circle. Um, so, I, you know. Just thinking there, there again, that's a win situation for the fans and the racers. Right. For one expense, they're going to they're gonna get to see two Double big shows. Off from yeah. both of them. Let Good me tell you something. Hard. I did run – he had twin races earlier in the year, and he had an awesome night. I mean, the fans were – the place was packed. And really, if he'd had time, he kind of changed it up right there at the end because of, uh, I can't remember what it was, it was weather or whatever, but it rained out, and that's why we had twin races. Mm-hmm. But if he would have, like, redid qualifying, well, some of the people didn't show because they thought they were going off the race mm-hmm. that rained out, qualifying and starting positions. Right. And we ended up requalifying. If people would have known that prior to, he'd have probably had five or six more yeah. cars. I think he had, you I want to say he had 25 or 28 cars give that him night. credit for stepping out of the box and trying something like that, and then just, and then just see it be a success was just great. Yeah, and then, like I say, uh, the tires, let me just go over the tires real quick. Tires are going to be Hoosier F45s, and that's going to be at all of uh, fast car tracks. And then also over here on the West Coast, between Bobby Deal, uh, Citrus County Speedway, and Auburndale Speedway with Rex Guy, they're I'm all sure going to be on American there. Racers, and they stepped up to the premium tire, the 84. Now, you know, I've gotten a lot of calls over that. People really tickled that we went back. If you remember the old Florida Pro days, that was with the 84 tire. Yeah. And, man, them tires repeated, and yeah. it's just a lot better race tire. So it's basically American Racers, premium tire, the best tire they make for late model asphalt racing. And that's, you know, you've got to give the racetracks credit for doing that because now the, the racers are going to be the one to benefit from that. Yeah. You know, they didn't have to do that. So, so what does the uh, at the conclusion of the year and you crown your champion? What kind of money is going into his pocket? Well, we've actually got that posted. It's going to be besides contingencies. It's going to go off of the top ten in a race. Like our, if you look on, uh, you know, people go on our tour and, and uh, look on our website. It's got it's already got the races. What they're going to be the payout is mm-hmm. the top ten in points are going to get paid just like a race. Oh, okay. Not counting. The contingencies, contingencies that right. that may come with that. So, Jakey, you said there's a ton of contingencies. Steve, Steve, Steve Doerr's uh, responsible for just putting a heck of a package you, together. These racers have no idea what all they're going to get. I mean, I mean, it's going to be a lot. And and you know what? Uh, you know, and it's it's you know, Alan and Wayne and and, and Steve pretty much put this to where uh, it's it's all from like fifth on back. I mean, it's, you know, hey, the winner, the winner, he's already did good. You know, the people that's run the top three. And, and these, these guys finishing seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth, they're going to be surprised at everything they get. It's going to be worth a lot of money. I, I, I you know, I, I really hope so because he's working really hard. And you got to understand, even on Steve Doerr's side with race car engineering, with the economy the way it is, it's hard for to even right. get anybody to give you anything. Right. So he's really went to bat for yes. us. And trying to get us stuff. So I think, and as the year goes on, who knows what keeps coming in through the course of the right. year. It could get just better and better. Uh-oh. And as we get better, if, if we can add money to the till, right. because we don't have to take money out of the till. Right. And that's, that's, that's a big positive. It is. Th- these positive. are, our posts are minimums, mm-hmm. and we are going to strive to do better than, than that. We, you know, yeah, what a lot of people don't know, Dickie, is that not only did you have all those years with the helmet on, you had a few years with the helmets off up there at Citrus too. You you, you ran a racetrack. You it, know what it's like. It educated me, buddy. You know, I used to always go in the racetrack. You know, going gimme, gimme, gimme. And after I had that racetrack, it was like, like I said, every racer should have to be a promoter for one year. 
they would come in there with a totally different attitude. Yeah. Which and and that trickled down to you too because you knew what it was like for your dad. Right. Yeah, my mom and dad put a lot of effort in the Citrus County Speedways, and I still go to the bathrooms that my mom and dad put up there, and they've been there mm-hmm. since they've been been at that uh, racetrack. Nineteen eighty. Yeah. The pits never had bathrooms like they have now, and they and they they come in nineteen eighty, and they've been the same ones ever since. Hey, when Wayne when Wayne rides around that racetrack now under cautions, looking at a broom crew, he knows he understands what it's like to be out there on that broom crew too. <laughs> Yeah, we, we broke him in good there. Well, you know, and, and like you said, you guys, you, you Dickie, come from the grassroots. I mean, you started, you know, down there. You've been there. You've been around. And, and this this is also another positive for you. And, Wayne, you've been up to the top. You know what it's like up there and what it's going to take to make this successful. Well, I just, the, the I guess the biggest thing I want to say to you is the ones that, that aren't sure about it, man, just come out and try it. Come out and see what we have to offer before you before you don't before judge you say it without, no. don't judge it without trying it you know it's going to be this is going to be something good for everybody and the thing is they anybody who has a car out there that's remotely legal or that is legal <laughs> we'll put it that <laughs> it's it, going to be able to come out and race yeah. and right. they don't have to spend a lot of money changing everything they can they can dust it off, polish it up, and come out and race well, and be competitive. And a so lot many of effort those, put into that. So, yeah. so many of those cars right now are sitting in the garage yes. because they can't afford they don't, it. And, or they don't fit into the rules somewhere just yeah. right. As of right now, I know as of today, I think there's 20 confirmed right now. I mean, I, I mean, just, just people that I've talked to in the last little bit, not even going down a list, there's 20 confirmed going to be at the first race. So oh. not counting the locals the regulars that citrus gets out there well i'll be honest with you you know for i and, and rick will attest i'm not this is the truth um i've gotten to the point where personally as, and i'm typical as a fan here you know going to see asphalt late model races hasn't been on my priority list in the last year or two because it's and that great. was something that we went mm-hmm. to see i mean and we lived for that you know i mean that's what we lived for well, you know and we, now you've got me um you, you got me a little bit excited. Yeah, I have to be honest about it. So, uh, well, you know, it, it, we, you know, in the past, Jack, we've had rivalries. People wanted to go to the next race to see what happened because yeah. of the result of the last race. Yeah. So, and I, and, and I hate to say it, I've probably been in the middle of that probably more than I should have been. But, <laughs> but, but no, I think that's what brings people back to come and see what's going to happen next. Good, tough competition, man. Yes. You're still yeah. going to have the rivalries. They're just, they're just not going to be brawling on the front straightaway. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and I, I could go back to when I was just a fan before I was doing all this. I, I used to travel around just to go see where the double zero was racing. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that and there was, was a bunch of us it, that did it. It was fun to watch, you know. Yeah, it was it was good. And, and, and I don't see any, you know, I'm sure people can come up with negatives because they can come up with negatives mm-hmm. about everything. But like you said, try it. Mm-hmm. All, I, all, I ask, all I ask them to do is come out and, and witness what we're about to present. Find out February the 20th. That's the first date. And what's the website again? FloridaAllStarsTour.com. That's, that's all one word, Florida All Stars Tour. Yeah, okay, make sure you put stars in there, Florida yeah. All Stars. Wayne, to wrap this up, you, you got anything you want to add in here? No, I think I've added all I need to add. I just, I really just want, I want the fans to come and see this. I want the racers to come. And uh, I really think what, what you're about to see for next year is I feel like we've we, we, we've hit an area in racing and the way we've approached the racetracks, I think we started something for the racetracks. We raised the bar for, for all touring series, TBA, RA, CRA, all of them. I think we've raised the bar for them, 
and, and, and to come into a facility, I think they have to bring something instead of coming and looking for something. Absolutely. Yeah. Robert Hart asked me a good question. He says, how, why do y'all think why do y'all think you can be successful at this when, when no one else was? That's pretty simple, Robert, because we don't have to make any money at it. There you he, go. He says, you got me there. Yeah. Yeah. Alan, you got anything you want to? I'd just like to say that, yeah, I, I'm, I'm proud. I mean, very proud to be teamed up with these two guys and have the opportunity to help put this on because I really, in my heart, feel like it's going to go and uh, be successful, and, and it's the right thing. Otherwise, uh, hell, I wouldn't do it. I've got plenty of other stuff to do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Dickie, you want to sum it up for us? Well, everybody should just, you know, if they have any questions about this and all, don't don't judge us without at least talking to us or coming to a race. You know, you know, like Wayne says, come and you know, come and try it. And if you don't like it, hey, it's not going to be for everybody. You know, we're all different. That's why they make vanilla and chocolate. You know, but at least give us, a, you know, give us a fair fair shot. And you know, give us a call if you have any questions that you think uh, we're doing something wrong. You know, Jack. The, my my last words to hear is I just want to thank all the promoters and track owners. They have really stepped up to the plate for us and uh, and really totally, took a gamble totally on unbelievable. us. And mm -hmm. I, I just want to thank all of them. Yeah. All right, all right, Wayne, Dickie, Alan, thank you guys for having us. There you have thank it. Thank you, man. Right. It's been awesome, and I am really excited. The Florida All Star Tours, fast late models. It's going to be mm -hmm. awesome. For Rick Angies, I'm Jack Smith. This is Real Racing USA. Good night. You the Saint To do the safety boogie. I'm gonna jump until I fall. I've got to do the safety boogie. I'm gonna jump until I fall. Bar hopping and high topping. Hey Lord, can't you hear me call?
shot in the game. When you're doing the 